This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Morgan Berry, the voice of 13 from My Hero Academia. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, Dotemu does right for fans of the African-American community with their latest game, Windjammers 2. Sony acquires Bungie, and in our final stage, I review NT Creates Gun Vault Chronicles Luminous Avengers X2. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up. everybody and welcome back to another game filled episode of select start i'm your host xavier josiah uh we're changing up the format here and i'm saying that because normally we do one bonus show we have one talk time live extra this week we're getting two and the first one is going to be reviewing gumbo chronicles luminous x uh avengers x2 on a uh nintendo switch but it's available on all major platforms if you listen to the recent interview i had with matt Popper from nt creates he's actually you know a part of that project of doing this game and he's the narrator of the game so if you played the game and heard the beginning of the game and the narration you that's matt Papa. Uh, who's been a good friend and guest of this show uh, multiple times. He was just recently on here talking about the uh, the game uh, as it was preparing to come out and release. And now it's here, so I'm going to get a chance to check it out, and we'll talk about that in our final stage. However, another game that came out also that same week was Pokemon Legends Arceus. So I was going to wait till next week to, to actually review it. I'm not. Instead, I'm just going to do a whole nother episode that's just dedicated fully to that game. Uh, it might even be a shorter episode in terms of like time because I won't be doing any new unless unless within the next 24 hours, some big news comes out in reference to the gaming industry. You never know. It could possibly happen. Um, but other than that, it's just going to be fully dedicated to just that game itself. So that's going to be a bonus episode. And I'm going to talk about what I thought about that. Cause I beat that in this, uh, in Gunvolt Chronicles, uh, all through this week, you know, I've been busting out hardcore. So I, I thoroughly went through both games and I can freely talk about it. So I want to definitely strike why the iron's hot on both of them. And I do have something, uh, some more stuff to, you know, talk about for next week's show. And next week, uh, what is this? The fourth today is this Friday, the fourth, 2022 here in the East coast, Philadelphia. Uh, Wednesday is the knife. There's going to be a wrestling game coming out on the knife and I may be checking that out because I've been hankering for a new wrestling game. I don't know how good this game is. This is actually not a new game either that's coming out, but, um, it's coming out in a reformatted. There's a significance about this wrestling game. So I definitely want to talk about it and review it because it's been out before in mobile systems and now this platforming to the uh, to actual consoles. So this is going to be interesting. Um, and I'll talk about the significance of that game when it comes out next week. But for now, we definitely got some things to talk about here. And I've been waiting to talk about this since this game came out, but I decided not to due to some circumstances, some concerning circumstances, um, which a lot of people didn't realize. <laughs> a lot of people didn't pay attention to, and it just depends on the person. I, there were people who recognized it, I, um, but I don't know if they mentioned it. But I, was, I managed to not only um, recognize this, error and concern about what was going on in this game i reached out to the people involved in it and i said i was going to talk about this weeks ago it's finally happened they they lived up to their word 
and I want to talk about this right now. Um, the comp the game company Dotemu from Paris, France. They're Paris, France uh, developing uh, uh, company. Um, they're known for doing Streets of Rage four which i absolutely loved i have ben faquette here to talk about that he was also from paris france as well so he was the artist responsible for that game they're coming out with um teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge which i'm extremely looking forward to and on top of that they also i mean they got so many great games coming out for this company um they're doing metal slug they're doing a lot of neo geo classics they're doing Me metal slug tactics and the recent game that just came out that everybody was waiting for, be, uh, it, like especially old school fans who are cult classics of the original, Windjammers 2, which came out uh, a couple weeks ago. And that was gonna be in my agenda, but I had to I had to put a hold on that because of something that I saw in the game. Um, so when Dotemu released the game, I discovered a, a concerning issue regarding the character G. Scott. G. Scott is the African-American character in the game uh, and a competitor in the Windjammers 2 game. In the arcade mode, there's a map that gives you uh, the option to face different opponents in various regions using chibi-style versions of the characters to navigate through the map. In the case of G. Scott, he consisted of a design that was nothing short of offensive and unflattering. And I say this because this is just something that I haven't seen in ages and I couldn't believe I saw this here. Um, the, his chibi version of the character was complete with big lips and a big nose. Now there's always every character, every chibi character has a potato nose. So that's, you know, no matter what race you are. So that's fine. That that's understandable. That's just a, that's a design style in the chibi style era. But when you add the big lips to it, that's when it gets the problem. And I don't, I, I don't, I know get it as Paris, France. I don't know to what end, um, to how educated they are of black culture and, and African culture and let, let alone African American culture. And the symbolism of that type of depiction is, um, but it was definitely something that I wanted to address. I don't care how many people addressed it. I didn't realize that I was the first person to address it, but it needed to be because I mean, we're in an era right now where we're trying to bring awareness of what is considered inappropriate or wrong in all sorts. I mean, not to be PC completely, but this is one of those things that you can't do because it, to let that go is it, 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 it diminishes everything that we're fighting for. The big lip, big nose depiction of an African character or African American character has been something that was always been offensive and meant to be offensive and meant to be derogatory uh against our culture for years um it was something that we immediately stopped and, and put a halt on you know in the civil rights movements and way before that uh there was always you know situations back then even during the looney tunes era um dr seuss when he used to draw uh illustrations and stuff like that um they, there was a lot of even in japan even in japan there was a situation um that they because and, and here's the thing and I had this conversation with a friend from Japan who kind of put a perspective on it because, you know, this is at a time when there was no such thing as the Internet. And that's like the 60s, 70s, 80s and all this stuff. You know, you are, you're another country getting like bits and pieces of information from other areas and regions of the world. So you don't exactly know what is going on or what that symbol symbolism mean in another country. They would use those dep depictions like the Mr. Popos. Um, if you, I remember I did an episode, uh, a while, uh, like, uh, it's been like almost probably over a year or so now talking about Kanikoman, which is one of my favorite animes ever. Like it's a, it's a wrestling anime in America. They called them muscles. There was these little pink toys that, you know, with these little objects and everything. So in that episode, and I talked about this because, you know, talking about the history and, and, you know, the legend that is Kaneko Man, the series, but I never knew that this episode where they were doing a musical number that consisted of um, Kaneko Man doing blackface, which means because if you've seen the the, the uh, deal with Kaneko Man, his whole entire mouth ha is kind of like big lip, but it's not supposed to be. But when you put blackface on, it gives that description and it was supposed to be 
you know, portraying this actual real world, this real life band, uh, this Japanese band that also did blackface as well. So it was like, it was really, I was taken back by this, that, but at the time, Japan didn't know any better. Japan wasn't aware that this was offensive at the time. And what happened was they changed over time. They realized that it is now that now that they become more aware and informative, informative um, to the cultures and the content. It's the same thing that happened with us when we, you know, acquired their anime uh, series and such. And, you know, the acting was so bad and the dialogue so bad because we didn't understand the culture and the ideology of it. You know, it's, it's back and forth. But now we're all becoming more educated towards things. And that in Japan has since stopped. Um, the black characters that they create now uh, in this day and age are far more appropriate. They they fit the description of what we look like much better. There's no stereotypes, stereotype depictions or whatever. Or so um, and which was so surprising when I saw Windjammers and they had that chibi character look like that. Um, so it was it was it, I was just really amazed. So I had to I, I ended up, you know, reaching out to him, you know, in this case. He, he you know, it, it was just like I was I was just shocked, but I wanted to address this to them and that them meaning Dotemu. Uh, so in a rare in my rare times on Twitter, I reached out to them and spoke to them and saying, I, I enjoy I'm enjoying this game so far, but you know, there is a bit of a situation involving this character and this depiction. And I thought this depiction was played out a long time ago. And, you know, I knew it would, it was a shot in the dark for them to respond. I was hoping that at least if one person saw it, that other people will make mention of it too. And they kind of did, but much to their credit, the people of the Timo, Whoever answered it responded quickly and said the following. And I actually, I have this all on Twitter and everything. And they responded to me and said, Hey, first of all, I sincerely apologize on behalf of the whole entire, the whole team. Uh, it wasn't our intention at all. A patch is coming ASAP to fix this on all platforms in terms of ETA estimated time arrival. Uh, it might take a few days uh, as we have to submit the patch and wait for reviews and if you guys we talked about this before on a matt papa interview when it comes to submitting new updates or submitting games period for each system each system has their set of rules which is separate from each other in terms of requirements and such so nintendo has to approve you know differently it proves their updates and games differently from how sony does from how uh, microsoft does from how steam does so once that's all up and, and done they would be able to do it. So I knew it was going to take some time and you never know how long it's going to take. It could be instant or it could take a long time. In this case, um, it took a bit more like about maybe a week or two to do. But I, you know, as of yesterday, the update came in and lo and behold, they stuck to their promise. The there is a definite difference. They took out the lips and it actually looks better. So, it, I mean, it is actually a significant difference of looking at this, um, of looking at the actual, you know, comparing and contrast of the two actual um, versions. Cause I still have the version of it on, um, I still have that pics of the original version, which I probably won't never get rid of because I just, it, it was just interesting. Uh, the original version, it just, it, it was like him kind of hawking, you know, up and everything. He has a little bit of an Afro. The potato nose is there, but the lips were just, it, it, it just, it, it's triggering. And I'm, this whole thing, this discussion actually became a bigger discussion on their forum on steam. There's people that started a, you know, a discussion, debate, argument, whatever you want to call it on air. I think it got to the point where, uh, I think rather steam or Dotemu decided to get rid of that, um, that forum that thread because i didn't you know i saw it first and what i saw was like there were people who were defending what i said and, and what i was reaching out for and then there were of course others who were just uneducated and and ignorant to the understanding of why that needs to be that needs to change so the, the only important important part about it was that dotemu 
understood it and in fact they did make the change and it actually looks much better uh they didn't need to do the lips at all uh and I like it. I absolutely love it. Um, I really appreciate what they did for this and the fact that they reacted so quickly to this. I can't thank them enough. And I think they were more, they were also appreciative of the fact that I didn't argue them down. I didn't vilify them or anything. We handled this in such a professional and cordial way that it ended really quickly. They said they were going to do it and they did it. And I respect them highly. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm officially a forever fan of them for, opening up and admitting their mistakes on the issue and um, just owning up to it. I, I I can't thank them enough because we need more of that. I mean, this whole week has been, uh, within the last couple of weeks, we've had situations. We had Whoopi Goldberg who made a mistake. We had Joe Rogan. You know what he's been doing this whole time. And um, recently in the wrestling community, Brian Kendrick, who, you know, said some things from years ago. I don't know to what end he's changed, but he's opened up and apologized for that. Whoopi has apologized for what she did. Joe Rogan actually apologized and said he was going to do better in his situation. It's a, I say this in a way to say that we're not all perfect at all. We are capable of making mistakes. We all, as smart as we could be, we could be as smart as we could be, but at the end of the day, even the smartest people make mistakes. And the, the, the reason why people are even smart in the first place is because they make mistakes. It's because they have errors, but they learn from those errors and they achieve and overcome and supersede those errors. So I say this to say, you know, as a lesson um, to everybody who's listening to just say, like, don't vilify everybody so quickly. Give them a chance. Give them the second chance if need be to prove that you know they're not villains there are some people out there who actually are villains out there who will not admit wrong um i know a few people myself who is yet to admit that they're wrong about anything or too afraid to admit that they're wrong and to, like i've i've myself have am not any an angel at all i've done some dirt in the past but i had to earn my way back to, to redemption and i have it's not easy but it's it's worth it when you do because you come out stronger you come out a lot more aware, you come out more powerful, and there's always a chance to redeem yourself and do again. And to that, I respect Dotemu for this even more than ever. Um, they're like now one of my favorite, you know, companies out there, not only because they make really awesome games and, and remakes of games, but they also listen, which is, I can speak for a lot of other companies, some triple a companies out there that don't listen to their fans that doesn't respond to their fans that don't know the meaning of the term a word or term customer service that was the best form of customer service i could ever have from any game company okay like i've dealt with 2k games i've dealt you know people have dealt with uh crystal dynamics when it came to like certain things um you know, CD Projekt Red, stuff like that. This is why I love this indie community. And it, I I guess Dutemo is considered indie in this case, but they handle a lot of really uh, great licenses for games. I love this community because they listen and they respond. And we had a mutual type of thing going on and it was awesome. They really appreciated that, you know, um, I accepted their apology and everything. And it was like, like, look, we all make human errors, but it's how we correct it. And in their case, they corrected it. They're a class act. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. With that said, let's talk about Windjammers real quick because I didn't get a chance to talk about an interview and review this. So I'm gonna give it a review right now. And let me tell you, the reason why I was so passionate about reaching out to them and correcting this error is because this game is so awesome and I love this game so much. It is simple, but it completely, you know, effective. There's a term that people use for this type of mastery. And it's called sprezzatura. Basically, it means making something that looks, making something that's difficult look easy. This is a what it looks like to be a very simple system of Pong, but it's done in such an awesome way. And is, look, I've played, I've grew up playing Pong. I'm one of, I'm one of the oldest gamers out there right now. And I grew up in a Paleolithic era of Pong. And Pong was never this much fun. They made a, they gave it the Pong, you know, aspect, but also 
at this point, they added a Street Fighter spin to it. And the other, the other, the original Windjammers is kind of like that too, but they went extra. Like Windjammers 1 can be considered the Street Fighter 1 of the game, of the, uh, of, of the uh, game series. This definitely played like Street Fighter 2. Like in every way, in every way, the way that the character design was, um, the fact that they all have different techniques and, and everything and, and skill levels. Um, the stages are awesome. I love the different stages that provides a different handicap for you and an obstacle that you had to go through every so often. Um, and it, it, it's beautiful looking. Um, I actually do like the chibi characters, but it was just that one situation that they got and they did it and I like it all. I like the fact that you could pick between different maps to choose who you want to face or not. And you know, it, it really helps because if you pick a particular, um, character or, or opponent, you got to deal with this, that stage of that opponent. So you got to be ready for whatever. And I like the unpredictability of the game. Like it's, at first, it, it, I, I guess one of the biggest negatives I will give about this game is that it needs to have a better tutorial. It has a manual, but it doesn't really tell you how to really play this game. You know the best way to play this game? And thank goodness I figured it out, was when you play the versus mode in the game and you play versus mode versus computer on the lowest uh, difficulty level. I remember... Um, Anthony on our ACMG Facebook group because he brought it too, and he said it was the hardest. The game is hard, hard AF. And basically, I had to tell him like, no, play the game on versus mode. You know, versus a computer on the lowest level. You will not only it's that the AI in the game is very easy to play with, but you'll get an understanding of how how the uh, play mechanics work. And how to really play the game because if you play the game in arcade mode without learning how to completely uh play the game and understand how to you know maneuver and move the character around or anything properly you will get spanked <laughs> i i realized that after playing the game on arcade mode for quite a while i grasped the understanding of how to play this game more and better and much better and so i went back to the arcade mode now i beat every i've beaten every character in every game and when you do that in arcade mode what i love about it and god they really they have to be street fighter fans here because each character when you go through arcade mode has its own ending that you unlock and each ending it doesn't have any i love it because it doesn't have any uh dialogue or anything it's just like it, it's non-verbal <laughs> and you're watching every clip of what's going on in there and there's some really awesome clips one in particular that embraces um the lgbtq community which again it was really funny to see that there but then they had the g scott uh, chibi character doing what he was doing so it's like all right they're proactive and progressive and advocates of the lbg uh, lbgtq but they had this chibi character which led me to kind of believe is like okay maybe they're just not aware of this because why are you for one you know aspect of you know a cause and not from another it's you know it wasn't and it was just not the case i truly believe that it wasn't out of my list that what they did was uh just unaware just really unaware and didn't fit and did, it happens um regardless i love this game the same way i love street fighter it's awesome it's a lot of fun to play um it's it is challenging it is absolutely challenging but not too challenging especially once you realize how to play the game um thoroughly and i think it's a lot of fun to play with friends i think it's a lot of fun to play by itself i hope that they add more to this i get i, I think down the line i think like i said the only negative i have for this is that um they would add a better tutorial mode and i hope down the line that they add other content i would like to see maybe um I'm, maybe some more stages maybe maybe some extra characters but maybe a tournament mode in the versus mode as well i would love to see a tournament mode in there i love tournament modes and you can just create your own story of who does what in there it just adds on to the depth of what that it is but right now i love this game i think it was like 14.99 or 19.99 for the game i forgot the price of it but um it, it whatever it is it's worth getting it's a lot of fun if you're a fan of the original you'll like this 
a lot. Actually, I think this is much better than the original. They also have bonus modes too, just like Street Fighter. You know, you play against three different uh, characters and then you have this bonus mode that you play through. And then you got a second bonus mode right before you go to the final uh, boss. And each final boss is different. Uh, from there, it's like you got about 10, I think about 10 characters in the game. And each of them you fight, you end up, each character fights a different final boss in there. So um, I really liked it. I like their, their focus on, um, you know, real competition in there. And it, it really is a very competitive game. But I again, the Street Fighter aspect of it really, really warm my heart because I love seeing that. I love seeing the diversity of characters that they have in there. Each character has their own, you know, personal um, skills and abilities and, and, and chart like one is stronger than the other. Their stats are different and such. So you get a different feel from each character. One is like a smaller but faster character and he could uh, he can intercept the actual disc from uh the character easier and faster the other one may not be as fast but they have more power and i, I love the way it's i love the whole setup so it is a very fun game which is why i was really passionate enough to reach out to them to make sure that they make this correction error and with that said uh i would say like if, if anything if i didn't give this a grade because overall this is like if you're a fan of street fighter and comp and competitive um you know games like this and you like the original Windjammer? This is this this is a really good, great follow-up to do. This could be a better pickup and play game if they have a better tutorial. And I think that plays a big factor. And I I don't know how many people are you know are listening to this that is play that is rather played the game or is going to play the game or gave up on the game when they played it. But there is a way to learn. I just wish they would navigate that more. Hopefully it'll do that down the line with the actual patches, which by the way, I should mention that the patch, the next, the patch that they had for this, <laughs> they just put out the patch, but they didn't say what they upgraded. So let's just say they just wanted to put it out and get it all out of the way. Um, I looked up whether they mentioned the updates that they did. They did not. They just put it out there. They didn't want to put any focus to it. I get it. But it is what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock them for that because they. The, the biggest focus that they want is they want people to enjoy the game. They don't want any controversy. They don't want to have anything to do with any controversy. But it is what it is. Um, it's out on the internet even back then. So I mean, like people can easily pick it back up. But they corrected it. They'll see in our conversation alone that it was resolved. They took care of it. There's no reason to vilify this company at all. And again, thank you for those. Um, thank, thank you for the team for just reacting to that and just jumping on it and getting it done. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Um, with that said, if I'm going to give this game an overall grade, I think I'm going to give it a, I'm going to say a B plus. And I'll say that because of the learning curve. Um, I think the uh, a thorough tutorial would have been much better for, the, for people to learn how to play this game. And I think that was the biggest complaint. I think if they would have provided a better tutorial mode in there, I think it would have helped out a lot. But this game is great. Just really, once you learn how to really play this game, it's, it's really great. Uh, awesome pick up and play game on the road and all the stuff. So go out of your way to check it out. Dotemu uh, is, is, is coming out with a lot of bangers right now, and this is one of them. So again, thank you, Dotemu, for really doing what you did. Um, you know, it's a lesson learned. It's a lesson learned from everybody, not just from what they need to do, but what we need to do and how to address these situations. There's no need to yell. There's no need to scream. There's no need to get out of anything. Just go at it and just approach it. Everybody approach the situation thoroughly in, in order to create a, a proper resolution for it all. So B plus for me, go out of your way, get this. This is very much worth it and look forward to any all the other games that are coming out with this year. So, all right, moving on here, Sony acquiring Bungie isn't this funny this is hilarious like all right you got Microsoft acquiring uh, Activision with still the biggest acquisition in terms of um, sales and what they came out with and what they did was they brought Activision which usually has a lot of you know single player story driven games which is something that Microsoft actually needs in their life Sony does the exact opposite and gets Bungie the people responsible for Halo and you know it looks like could they be focusing on more games? And, and they also work on destiny too but you know we know them from halo is this their way of 
trying to you know focus on the games that sh- that was mostly strong from microsoft doing first person shooters because sony's not known for first person shooter games or even third to some extent they're um you know third person shooter games it, this could be something i don't know what they're leading up to but this is happening and how off the announcement of the microsoft ac- um acquisition of uh activision sony announces that they acquired bungie for a measly 3.6 billion <laughs> okay uh which is still a way less than you know than that eight point something 8.7 i think billion from uh activision you know so they still got them on that um who got the better deal here i don't know I don't really know. I I would like to say Activision in a sense because Activision has been out for like a very long time and their library is kind of big and they kind of acquire some other things that they could come out with too. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think it's great for for um, Microsoft to acquire that better than than Sony acquiring Bungie in the case because Xbox, I owned the Xbox 360. I think I owned two at one point. Um, but Xbox 360, and it wasn't because of the red ring. I never had the red ring of death. Thank goodness. Never happened to me. Um, that was a scary time <laughs> when that came out. Cause I'm like, I'm spending all this money and I'm like, thinking it can shut down on me at any moment. <laughs> it's crazy. But you know, the, the 360 has at one point lost a certain demographic in the market of fans that don't like prefer like myself who don't like to play first person shooters all the time and they focus heavy on that so having activision may actually change the game for them in such a way that will balance it out and may attract more fans like myself back over to their side of things it's possible but right now it like xbox is that niche group of people who love first person shooters and in pc like game you know gaming like that that's for them because it's microsoft this is another reason why i kind of I, I, you know, you kind of, I did actually stop watching X play at this point because a lot of the episodes that they were focusing on, I mean, they had a few PlayStation episodes. I barely saw any Nintendo episodes, but most of it was on Xbox and in particular Halo. And, 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 and I was like, all right, I, I can only watch so many episodes that are focused on Xbox at this point. So that was just, I mean, that was one of the things that was starting to turn me off, but then the whole debacle and controversy and the revealing of you know them not doing their reviews and all the stuff just that was the end that was the end point for me so i still got scott the woes which love that show again absolutely love that show one of my favorite gaming shows of the week it's a shame that that's the only gaming show i watch on g4 right now and if that if g4 was to actually end which i don't think they are i even with the amount of you know the youtube uh the youtube clan that is you know clandestine to try and diminish g4 before they get any momentum up and it's a i love it because the the youtubers that are all trying to diminish the name of g4 they all know each other and they all have their own fan base and they all like i it i would love to say that it's for the greater good but it's not it's they gain advantage of getting the viewership that g4 has whatever viewership or numbers they have that's what they're there for it's not for like the kindness of their heart it's not to you know for like any civil justice it's to exploit them to gain more of their viewership that's what it comes down to and all of them decided to come together because they have something worth it like even to my extent i do too i mean it's like if if g4 comes back and they become the g4 of old then what what's the point of doing youtube i I think you, the YouTube generation has gotten so powerful. It's going to be hard for G4 to gain that momentum back. Um, it's going to be really, 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 really hard to be able to do that. So, so there, it's this type of rivalry right now between the two media formats right now. It's really interesting, but I, you know, I, people need to know is like these YouTubers that are, you know, bashing. All right, let me put it like this: rightfully bashing G4 because it's not only the fact that just you know they're fox newsing them but they i mean g4 gave them the ammo to do this it's not like that they're just totally bashing them g4 
kind of brought it on themselves in this case. You know, I agree, I agree that nobody should be doing what they did to, to Frost. But with that said, Frost kind of went so many different directions and the, and all of them were wrong directions and not focused on the issue on air that it just it, it really turned everything. It just went terminal. And now she apparently just, you know, deleted all of her every one of her tweets, like forty five hundred or thousand tweets or something from her. Her whole entire account is just done. She didn't. She's. Dig, they're all digging themselves a hole in there, and it's like these guys are just. They're just taking advantage, and I. Who am I to blame them? <laughs> I can't blame them. Like, this is their time. They they picked their spot. They're getting it. So what can you do? But I digress. Let's get back to Bungie here. Um, if for those who don't know, Bungie is the development company most famously known for creating Halo, which is Xbox's flagship game franchise. Uh, but. They would go on end up uh, to become an independent uh, development company and focus on uh, game, the now famous or you know popular Destiny series that's on PlayStation. Bungie is in the works of working on another IP, a whole new IP. I don't know, maybe a new IP or maybe an old one that's coming out with a sequel, maybe another Destiny. Who knows? Has been said. It is unknown whether this new IP is exclusive to PlayStation or was it originally for multi-platform consoles. According to GameIndustry.biz, Bungie will run as an independent subsidiary to SIE, which is Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, SIE president and CEO Jim Ryan gives the following statement. We had a great strong, we had a strong partnership with Bungie since the, uh, since the inception of the Destiny franchise. And I couldn't be more happy, uh, thrill, more thrilled to officially welcome the studios uh, to the PlayStation family. Ryan also confirmed that Bungie will remain a multi-platform studio and publisher. I don't know if I, that's the part that, that, that I'm a little bit skeptical about because it's like you're acquiring this company to work for you guys, but you're saying that they were they will remain a multi-platform studio or publisher. How long is that going to last? That's my thing. Uh, maybe it's, I, I guess they're going to remain a multi-platinum, you know, multi-platform studio and publisher for games that they were already working on. But once that those games there, once they finished those games that they were working on before they were uh, acquired, is that going to change? Are they going to go exclusive? Is that because I mean, I, granted, a lot of times these major companies don't tell us everything. So they can say this for now, but like once say Bungie finishes off a project that he was working on for multiple uh, platforms or in particularly for Xbox and all this stuff, they could go exclusive right there and then once they fulfill their commitments and such. Um, he went on to say that Bungie will sit alongside PlayStation Studios organization from there. So um, like much like Activision, they're going to, you know, in Blizzard, they're, you know, they're going to keep doing what they were scheduled doing. So it looks like we will be getting Overwatch 2 on the Blizzard side because Blizzard is also always a uh, component of Activision and other games as well. So uh, but once that is all done, where does that go from there? Like, I think th they're just, you know, emptying the water from the buckets that they have right now. And once that bucket runs dry, what's going to change? So I think. I believe my assumption, my prediction, my my theory, my um, hypothesis, if you will, is that these claims that you know they're still going to honor these things are just temporary, and once they're all done, they're going to go completely exclusive from there. So I just I, I just thought that this is why because I remember Sony, Sony, uh, you know, was claiming that they weren't worried about this acquisition with Activision unbeknownst to us that they were acquiring Bungie at the same time. So they had their own thing going on there. And this is just as big of an, of an announcement as Activision. I don't know if it's bigger, but I would say it's up there because Bungie made a big impact in the gaming industry right now. I mean, like I said, G4 is like constantly covering the history of Halo right now and what Bungie has gone through with that, which is an interesting, uh, you know, take on it and the history and everything there. So, We'll see. I, I, I'm really uh, curious about that. Meanwhile, we have Nintendo who gives no, they, they, they don't care. They have no care at all about what's going on with there. Like Nintendo is not interested in acquiring any studios right now. It, am I surprised? No, 
as always, Nintendo remains on chill mode watching Microsoft and Sony go at it. It's like a parent watching their kids fight it out to learn a lesson. You know what I mean? Like, people don't understand. Like, for those who are listening, I don't know how much you know about Nintendo, but Nintendo did not come out in 1980, 1970. Nintendo has been around since 1889, the 1800s, the late 1800s. That is 132 years that Nintendo, and no, they haven't been making video games. Then they they were making, um, I believe what is called Futakara cards uh, at the beginning. And they still sell those cards, by the way. And I'm actually going to pick up a pair of that. I actually, upon learning the history of Nintendo, thanks again to Scott DeWoe's watching that episode. Um, they've been around for a long time. They were, yeah, uh, they were playing you know they started making uh Futakawa cards you know which are those japanese style cards that um they make i if it, it, all right let me put it like this um how can i make a description of what those cards look like because you see them on uh in video games a lot samurai showdown uh yujiro uh let me see samurai showdown if there's a character uh called yujiro and he uses, you know, he's uh, Hamaru's uh, enemy. And he, every time he slices, those cards come out. That's, I believe, what is called Fuda, uh, Fudahara, Fudakara cards. Um, let me see, characters. Get his name in real quick, see if I can find him easily. Here we go. Yeah, it's Jinjiro. Yeah, whenever he actually, um, you know, slices people down, you see the, the uh, cards. You know sprout up those are the cars that nintendo were known for making at the beginning with their company and then they also made actual toys at a company it wasn't until like the early you know the late 70s and all the stuff that they changed the way that they did you know through transition of power they changed the way that they actually you know produce their products they came up with video game uh, products they started doing game and watch and all the stuff and then later on the Nintendos and the Famicons and everything came out and it just really further established them more. But these guys have been around for over, not even just a century, but over a century. Do you think they worried about some stupid Sony and, and Microsoft? Dude, if you really think about it, they've been around for 132 years. That is insanely a long time. Okay. Um, no, they got no, they, they're all chill. So let me tell you man it's just it's it's really funny that it's always the case it's like microsoft worries about sony sony worries about microsoft nintendo's always in the middle it's it's seinfeld nintendo seinfeld um george is xbox and elaine is playstation (laughs) and if you ever watched that iconic episode where like george does the opposite of everything he normally does in life and decides to you know do everything differently and as a result things have you things in this life turn out better elaine goes the opposite way and things is this is actually what's going on with nintendo with, with playstation and xbox right now and then nintendo is just right there in the middle that's pretty much the gist of it so nintendo is always the seinfeld of the gaming industry at this point and they will always be around at this point i would be very shocking and surprised if nintendo ever just close out completely you know because after all this time it's like hey how that would be devastating that's like disney falling i don't see it happening at least in our lifetime so we will see how this go in the coming years with all those two but you know it is what it is folks that will do it for this portion of the show. We're going to take a break, come back and enter the final stage as I review Gun Vault Chronicles Luminous Avengers X2 for the Nintendo Switch. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. 
TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. have reached the final stage of this program and i am here to review gunvolt chronicles luminous avengers x2 for the nintendo switch but it is also available on all other major platforms as well absolutely absolutely as a mega man fan loved the gunvolt series um it's a play off of the the uh series is made by the people who made the uh mega man game series for the game boy as well and it does involve legendary uh game developer keiji inafune as well he's uh been known to be a part of this i think this this series the whole entire gunball series is a great redemption for him because when he did mighty number no. nine that was a bit of a disastrous type of experience for him and i'm glad that he didn't give up i'm glad that you know it, that was a fall point for him and that was one of the first really crowdfunded games out there too and it is unfortunate that it, whatever happened to it but um he remained stellar working with nt creates to create such a great series as gunfall and it doesn't feel like a make it, it it there's a mega man format in its core but you know there are some definite differences between the two you know it celebrates the essence and the spirit of mega man but it has its own personality and its own dna and signature in there both gun vault both the the azure uh striker gun vault series and the uh sequel to this which is luminous avengers x as well i love them both this is the sequel uh the anticipated sequel to come out for it and i gotta say i absolutely love it this is why you know i was really i'm really honored to have matt papa in in this uh, involved in this in every way and you heard his story go out of your way to check out his interview from there but um there was a lot more pros to this as i knew it was going to be because i've enjoyed the previous games before but there's a lot more pros and history but there are some uh, a bit of a con in here that I, it's not much but is it is there but you know sometimes if they do have a con that's fine if they not you know that's actually awesome but in this case it does but we'll talk about everything from there so the pros that i liked about this game and basically before i even do that i want to see if i can get the story down too uh so let me type that in real quick gun fault go into their website and let's look up the story okay thanks to the efforts of uh copen and luminous avengers x the world is finally at peace it was during these peaceful times that copen threw himself into his research sometime after his battles ended copen found himself in possession of a mysterious uh rifle shaped piece uh, of tech called the uh blaster rifle copen immediately began to work on repairing and studying the device while copen was deep into the midst of his work a wormhole suddenly appeared before him and drew him in the next thing he knew copen found himself in an unfamiliar place a desert a desert world uh where only mechanical beings known as uh, workers lived copen along with lola and uh, uh kahaku who were sent uh, there along with them must search for a way home they have uh, the help of a worker girl noel who leads uh them to a giant tower known as the grave pillar where the uh world's secrets are said to lie this is where the story begins and from there what i loved about this is that your all of your stages consist of you entering different floors within the building so i did like that aspect i thought that was pretty cool it was different it was definitely different the setting is different and such too um 
you know, workers are kind of just like your the normal robots that you did not a playable character robots that you face off and throughout the game. Very well designed. I love it. The grave keepers are the ones that you're going to be facing off. So the grave keepers are basically the um, the boss characters that you'll face uh, in the game, a la Mega Man, of course. But what is different is that I don't think they do the rock, paper, scissors uh, system that is familiar with the um, Mega Man system because I've tried that. There are some that have weaknesses or whatever like that. I didn't find that type of particular weakness and I didn't look it up, but I was able to beat the game regardless of that. But the game, the Gravekeepers are awesome. I the Gravekeepers just from a design standpoint and uh, a character standpoint, they're they're just great. But I love the idea and the settings that you're in this building and you're trying to move up the building as you're going along. So you know all through the different stages and obstacles um, in the stages, they were cool. So the pros that I have for this basically is like. Let's, I would talked about it. The stunning character design and sprite designs in here. The character designs are just extremely well done. It's just stunning. I love great mech designs and NT Creates does it best. It does it really well. Like you, I grew up with Keiji Inafune art style. I don't know if he's the artist for this uh, in particular uh, game or they got other artists for here, but either way, they, they capture the Mega Man X Inafune style tremendously well, but adds so much more to it in here. Um, it's beautifully done. I love the detailing of it. I love the thick outlines of it. It's just, I mean, the, the they're just gorgeous, man. So that part just draws me in alone. That's what always drew me into Mega Man games alone. KG Inafune's art style with Mega Man. It was just so beautifully done. I love the character uh, designs of them. And then going on to Mega Man X. And I actually, I think, Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous X2 uh, gatekeepers are some of the best designs in this type of, um, you know, platforming of gaming. Uh, it, it just really is. I I've I liked the Mavericks in 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 X2, but they weren't that gorgeous. This one is so on point. They are so beautifully done here. Um, I, we talked they talked about uh, Copen's new weapon, the Razor Wheel weapon love it uh you can use it to uh for melee attacks and long range attacks as well i love this new the new animations in the game where when you use the razor wheel like for melee mode and you slice them down you can see the you know you cut the um you cut the workers in half and you can see the insides of them and it's like all this like circuitry design in there and it's beautifully done I, it's just it's awesome and, you know i think people take that for granted now because we have so much access to this but they make 2d gaming so awesome and this is one of why nt creates is one of my favorites nt creates and way forward alone are some of my favorite um you know 2d based retro gaming companies out there um great voice acting i mean they they really went out of their way to get some great voice acting here some familiar voices um from the series is in here and as i mentioned um our previous guest matt papa who does the actual um he actually does the the narr the uh, he's the narrator at the very beginning so i thought he did a really good job with that there you got um alejandro alejandro uh seb who was playing copen you had um cassandra lee morris who played lola and they, all these are familiar if they sound familiar they played characters on various other games and such like that and in some anime as well uh kira buckland who played uh kohaku in here um natalie rose hover hoover played noel so i mean i i wish i had the other the uh other characters oh wait do we we do so oh it looks like alejandro uh now see this is interesting alejandro who plays copen also plays uh cillian and this character is a he's kind of the i guess zero character of the game just like he was for um for uh, zora striker gunvolt he was he actually is the zero of the game in here and i guess he's this guy's playing it too but i think that is actually copen i think that's another dimension of copen they haven't revealed it yet because i think there's there's going to be some dlc extra story uh, telling in this game and here i've already beaten the game and they still didn't reveal who this is or maybe i 
maybe there's another ending that i didn't unlock in here but um this cat is definitely a mysterious guy uh so you got all these other characters uh dulcite uh who's played by connor um i can't pronounce his name connor uh cole Kuhin, I, believe, I believe i'm butchering the hell out of his name britney cox's um vespa and the design of this character is just so beautiful i i'm i'm absolutely i'm so taken back with that uh with this character design here but you have all these others uh all the, these great talented actors playing these really cool roles the english version which i was hoping that they have for the original um and i hope they do eventually because I, I believe they went back into the original um azura striker gun vault series and added an english cast to that to the original series i hope they do the same for the original um for the first gun vault chronicles as well down the line but i love adding the english cast and adding a really good solid english cast really helps me enjoy the uh, game a lot more here so i i really appreciated that and you know shout out to matt i actually reached out to him great job on his part um weapons and ability upgrades are back again it's like the more kodos points that you earn uh allows you to upgrade uh coping to be a lot more powerful and skilled than before and give him some extra edge as he's going through these uh stages and everything but they they really do and thank goodness everything's in game currency and everything so you don't have to do any stupid dlc microtransaction loot creating or anything like that this is totally old school at, at its best love it um the new overdrive abilities include a new epic animated sequence before setting off uh a powerful attack in there so i like that they added that on there that wasn't there before um but they added it on there it just gives it a more epic feel to it as well lola is uh, more supportive than ever not only saving you um if you fall to the for to your doom but also giving you the ability to recover your health when needed so in order to make this a much easier experience and, and again matt talked about that in the interview that i had with him um they don't have difficulty levels this time they took away the difficulty levels and just decided to make it a balance if you want to challenge yourself and never recover and do a speed run uh and practice like that you don't have to but if you want to if you just want to enjoy the story they have the option of giving lola the the ability to recover your health at all times so you could just breeze through the game if you want to but if you you don't it's optional you don't have to use it if you want to challenge yourself go at it so it's all in game and i, I like that process that they add for there um but i want to note that doing so uh, recovering your uh health will lose kudos points which is the points that you'll need to upgrade your character even more powerful so it may take a little bit longer if you want to do it that way but i like that balance and handicap that they have in there um i talked about the the role gallery of villains that copa has the the gatekeepers if you will and their powers and abilities love that um and i love the fact that like when you know pretty much when you actually have um when you actually have the villain's powers unlike mega man and the mega man series they tweak them a bit to give them a different type of power so you don't have the same exact power as the gatekeeper that you have you'll have something different there um you got a solid soundtrack that you can unlock throughout the game that'll help you know as you hear lola sing which actually helps you along the way beautiful soundtrack this time around and there's dlc coming in the form of a new character that was talked about as well on the interview um i was i thought that we were going to get it day of but it looks like they're holding it off and i i don't want to spoil what happens in the game but there something really deep happens in the game that i think is going to lead into possibly what's going to happen with this new dlc coming up that's just my prediction um but the fact that we're getting dlc which a lot of things that's nt creates awesome thing of doing is like with every game what they did it with the blaster master series um they'll add extra characters to the game and such um that you could play as and uh some extra little tidbits they always give you a little bit extra for your buck in there so i really dig that like i said the only cons that i had in this was i think the, the speed dashing uh use uh mode with analog i had a hard time using that and controlling his whereabouts everywhere i had to use the normal d-pad control to do to go diagonal at times um i don't know if they're gonna tweak that or whatever like that that was my only beef um i like the way the stage um 
the stage designs are i love some of the uh, aspects that they added to the elements there but when trying to go up you know vertically up the uh, you know up to the different stages and you got this big lava coming up like maybe it's a practice thing that you know a learning curve and a practice thing we have to do but doing it analog is not as fluid and smooth as i would like it to be because i like the fact that you could just zigzag up you know upward and everything but trying to do it analog it's much better to do it on the d-pad i want it to still be just as fluid on the on the um analog sticks so that's that's pretty much my only beef with the game that's only been my only beef with the game otherwise otherwise the game is tons of fun if you're a mega man fan or if you are if you're a gunvolt fan period this is another addition that you can add to your game this is retro game the way we loved it back then this is like playstation one level awesomeness right here um even playstation 2 to be honest i mean they, they've come a long way but you know they're taking advantage of the evolution that we have right now to create some of the best retro games that we've ever played like if this game came out like i said this before with the with gunball one if this game came out during the times when when 2d platforming was the best out there that what we had this game would be legend <laughs> this game series would be legend and this is no different i thought it was a great follow-up it's it's yeah it, i mean it's more of what you love but with a little bit extra this time around and i love again with the with the um addition of the razor wheel does add a bit more dimension to it and, and it uh kind of bit of a different feel than you had on the first game so great job on them and it actually i, I enjoyed using the razor wheel a lot more than i thought it was going to be here <laughs> so overall very enjoyable 2d platforming game like that one that everybody can enjoy uh you know it, you could challenge yourself you could not and that was we, one of the biggest things that we discussed before was where do you focus in on the story or the challenge and they said both and you, it, obviously it is exactly that you could challenge yourself without using the recovery ability or you could just breeze through and enjoy the game as is you have choice of enjoyment at your own leisure here and that's why it was most important along with that great character design beautiful character development um just an overall really fun game so if i'm going to give this a grade um i'm going to give it an a minus this game is just absolutely tremendous i definitely recommend retro gamers go out and check it out and support this game and support into creates out there so ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this edition of select start let's call this part one because part two will come out tomorrow as i review pokemon legends arceus um and this game we've been waiting for is this the game changer of the series that we've been waiting for we'll talk about that in full tomorrow and there so stay tuned for that um still trying to figure out what i'm going to do in, in terms of sunday if maybe I'm, it probably won't be a sunday because next week there is a new dc film coming out next week that i might want to view so who knows i'll see if there's something that's where well definitely this week's episode of peacemaker oh yeah we yeah there's there's gonna be a show because even way we're gonna we'll be, we'll be talking about a lot of things even if it's just what's new in the world of acmg um not a lot in terms of like um new movies to watch because that's coming down the line we got some new movies that are coming out uncharted is coming out in a couple weeks um this new batwoman anime is coming out in the uh i think next week actually so that may be it too but this week we got to talk about some of the shows that we've seen this week too as well so stay tuned for all that and much more but like i said tomorrow pokemon legends arceus i'll be doing a bonus bonus episode of that and if you like this and any of our episodes you can check it out on our uh, official website at talktimelive.com you can uh, check that out in every episode out as, as well as exclusive video interviews, uh, media pages that consist of my uh, Repop Metaverse panels there. You can check out the blog. I will be putting in a new blog entry because I will be writing about the Dotemu uh, situation there. So you'll see pictures and everything that happened there. And just, you know, again, me giving thanks to them for just doing it. It's, it's a moment that I think everybody should really check out. And how we should handle these situations head on not everybody should be canceled or vilified at all for doing for making mistakes and this was just one of those things and how to handle that situation better there's some some things just need to be addressed differently not everybody needs to be vilified or decapitated for doing one thing wrong and not learning from it or trying or not giving them a chance to learn from it from there so i will add that on 
because that's something that's very significant and i'm very happy that we came to resolution and i was able to do that so that will be on the blog page as well stay tuned for that and uh just much more but if you also like to subscribe and download to your favorite podcast platforms you could do so on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Podbean, TuneIn, audible pocket cast if you're on the fountain app definitely check us out there support us there as well and uh pandora and tumblr as well we're everywhere and anywhere you want to listen to this show and enjoy an hour or so of our favorite fandoms so Folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Town Live. I am out here. Stay tuned for part two. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.